Hello everybody. Today we're going to be doing something a little different than the norm. We're going to dive into another area of unsettling Reddit, and that involves a specific topic and criteria for story. We'll be examining first-hand accounts of male users on the platform and their creepiest experiences involving the opposite sex. If this style is something you enjoy, then please like and drop a comment down below. Feedback is greatly appreciated and it assists in crafting content we bring to the community. And now, like any other time, sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy these terrifying personal accounts. Let's jump right in. At the time, I was living in another country. I dated this woman for about two weeks. She was nice, but it was obvious that she was not the one for me. So I broke it off. She seemed to take it well, but then she began stalking me. She would hang out near where I was staying. When I had another female friend over, she appeared and started hitting me and my friend in the face. She cut me with her ring. We got inside, but she waited till my friend left and followed her, calling her a whore in public. It was close to the time when I was returning home, and she knew the day that I was leaving. Well, when I arrived at the airport and checked in, she was there with her mother. Both began hitting me until airport security pulled them away. Never seen her since then. Wonder how she's doing. I was at a party once, in a music hall. Not gonna lie, I was pretty wasted that night. This middle-aged woman sat next to me and began chatting me up. She put her arm around me as if we were long-lost friends. I was 20, maybe 21 at the time, and always horny as hell. She wasn't ugly, though. So, I said, yeah, I'll hang out with her. Probably never think about it again. She was getting more and more intimate and suggesting that I'd go home with her. Drunk and all the things that come along with that, I was like, all right. Need to go pee first, and then we can leave. I came back, she smiled and said, you remind me of my son. I left at that moment. I felt like she was going to use me for whatever fantasy she had about her own son. I had been hanging out with this woman for a few weeks at this point. Ultra casual stuff. Chill in the evening, go our own ways in the morning. When it was obvious to me that this wasn't going anywhere, I decided to break it off. At that point, she said she would cut herself if I left. Well, I left. I was once hired at a greenhouse that was basically an old ladies club. I lost count of the times I was made to stand on a ladder making minor adjustments to lights or picture frames while they stood beneath me and commented on what I was wearing. I was only ever allowed to be done when they got bored. One time a very attractive woman tried to seduce me. She threw herself at me basically and would talk to me nonstop. The thing is is that I knew she was way out of my league. She pursued me for weeks. I soon discovered that she was part of a religious cult. Consider that a bullet dodged. I'm almost positive my most recent ex-girlfriend put one of those parental control apps or something on my phone to remote view my text messages and internet search history because she would creepily reference it back to me like four minutes later while she was coming in from another room. I don't have anything to hide but maybe banking information. It still kind of freaked me out though. Sometimes I would just search random crazy stuff to f*** with her, though, and confirm that she was watching. 
There was more creepy stuff she would do, but once she got drunk, she started verbally abusing me, asking me what the f*** was I looking at or telling me that I needed to leave, to the point I was crying on the floor because I wouldn't sit with her while she was drinking. I had enough. Her rationale was at least she didn't hit me, but honestly I don't think I can ever go back to someone like that. Years ago, when I was in my late teens, I missed the last bus home and figured I would just kill time and wait for the next one. Calling somebody was not really an option since I also missed the last ferry, and anybody willing to come pick me up would have to drive over a hundred kilometers, and I wasn't going to make somebody do that. I figured the best way to start was to go to a local cafe and pass the time there till they close. Hearing that I was waiting for the first bus in the morning, a couple that were regulars offered me to pass the rest of the night at their place when the cafe closed. It being a little village and me being a naive teenager, I took them up on their offer. What's the worst that could happen? The woman's sister who lived with the couple. That's what. She was a 50-year-old woman that lived with them because she had no income. She was not a very attractive woman that almost immediately divulged that she was still a virgin and thought I was a very attractive young man. After a good hour of hanging out at their place and this woman blatantly offering herself up to me, in front of her sister and brother-in-law nonetheless, I thanked them for their hospitality and told them I was going to walk to the ferry station. Four hours of standing outside a cold, dark ferry station was probably less creepy than what I had back at that house. I have an ex-girlfriend who had an unhealthy fixation on a professional wrestler. Even when we were dating, she talked about him all the time. She went so far as to write a notebook-length fictional story featuring a Captain Ersatz version of him known as the Eagle. The plot, you ask? It was a romance story of him saving her from an abusive husband during a wrestling match. The climax was Eagle and two other wrestlers fighting her husband and two bad guy wrestlers in a six-man tag match. If Eagle's team won, then her husband would sign divorce papers setting her free. After she gave it to me to read, I found out that she was still married and her husband was in prison. Well, that was the end of that. When I was 21, I used to work in the kitchen of a country dive bar. After the kitchen closed, I'd have a drink or two before going home. One night, I sat next to this lady who was at least 60 years old, and she just started chatting with me. She seemed like a nice old lady. After about 15 minutes, she asked if I wanted to dance. I wanted to be polite, so I said yes. As soon as we get to the dance floor, she pulls me in close and licks me from my neck to my cheek. I was absolutely horrified and I ran out of the bar into the parking lot as I stood there shaking. I never felt so violated. I lit a cigarette and tried to calm my nerves. There was a food truck in the parking lot and I decided to get a quick snack before walking home. While I'm standing in line, these two girls behind me start talking to me and I bring up the thing foremost on my mind. Some creepy old lady just licked the whole side of my face. It was gross to which one of the girls replied, That's my f mom, asshole. I just left without the food. Moral of the story here, don't talk to strangers. Long time ago, I was in a supermarket with my mom, and she sent me to find onions after forgetting them. After striking out on my own for a bit, I was on my way back to the checkout when a middle-aged lady came up to me, kneeled down, and grabbed my crotch, saying, Hey, I know you like to have fun. Why don't you come with me? 
Despite not being the smartest at the time, I smelled that something was up. I excused myself and ran to find my mother. I was nine years old. Working at an axe-throwing bar as an instructor, a mom in one of the groups that I was serving spent half an hour photoshopping my face onto several risque photos of her favorite celebrities. She then showed me these photos in front of her husband and children. I don't know what she was thinking, really. A girl I once knew wrote me a happy birthday message on her wall in monthly visitor blood and left me to find it. She intended it as a very positive gesture, which it was. I guess I was flattered by the unusualness of it. But the feeling of flattery was much surpassed by that feeling of ick. I was in high school at this time and didn't want to be in a relationship because of my studies. This girl in the same class as me would be staring at me non-stop from the opposite side of the class. I was also completely oblivious to what she was thinking until she started sending her friends to deliver letters to me. I didn't want to directly tell her that I wasn't interested, so I just ignored her. She started to memorize my roots to my class and tried her hardest to get in front of me and to get my attention. When that didn't work, she threatened me by saying her six-foot Mongolian ex-boyfriend would beat me up if I didn't get with her. She also sent her friends to tell me that she had cancer and that she wanted to spend her final days with me. Knowing how ridiculous both these claims were, I continued to ignore her. She had neither cancer nor a six-foot-tall Mongolian ex. She followed me everywhere, including my house, until I asked a counselor to deal with her stocky behavior. After that, the dust kind of settled, even though her obsession with me did not. I was leaving my job one day, and I know I have a bad happening in my work home with me. I was walking to my car with my head still buried in my work phone, looking at emails. I made it through the lot and landed at the back end of my car when I tried to open the trunk. I pulled the handle, but it remained closed odd because when my car key is near the doors, it'll open automatically. I tried pulling the handle a few more times to no avail. Thinking my key fob battery was dead, I went to set my bag on the ground when the driver's side door flew open. Out stepped a woman, red-faced and flustered, screaming at the top of her lungs, What are you doing? Get away! I realized at this point that in my moments of not paying attention, I had accidentally walked to a car that looked similar to mine, but was not in fact mine. This woman thought that I was trying to break into her car with her inside. As I tried to verbalize the mistake, knowing full well that I'd be the creep in this situation, she quickly grabs what looks to be a taser from inside the car and begins to chase me. I swoop up my bag as I make a circle around her car with her in full pursuit, all the while screaming about how she needs help because someone's trying to take her car. Once again, as she's the one chasing me with a weapon. After a few circuits of being chased, I make it to my car, which is only a few spots down, hop in the driver's seat, and lock the door. She makes it to my car practically foaming at the mouth. I may have been mistakenly creepy, but this woman knowingly went wild. I worked at a coffee shop for a few years during college. It was a chill job serving up lattes, and I generally enjoyed most of the regulars. Except for one. Lena, decaf cortado. She would linger in the shop for hours after ordering her coffee. I'd often catch her staring at me, and while she'd attempt to flirt with me when at the register, I never really felt a connection. It actually left me feeling rather uncomfortable. 
I'd often walk home after my shift before heading to evening classes. It was a short trip through a nice neighborhood, but there were times when I just felt slightly off during the walk, although I could never put my finger on why. Spring break was approaching, and I had put in for a few days off so that I could go back to my hometown, see some friends and family. Nothing major. I leave my apartment Friday evening and return the following Wednesday. I see a note pinned to my door. It reads, They don't make my drink the way you do. Part L. I pieced it together at that point. The reason I felt odd on those walks home is because somebody had followed me and learned where I lived. How many times? I don't know. But enough that she saw my exact door and felt comfortable enough to leave me a strange note. I enjoyed slanging coffee back then, but not the stalker that came with it. In my younger days, I used to live in Texas and would regularly make the long drive from Austin to Oklahoma City for work. One dusky evening, I'm about three quarters of the way to my destination, when I see a young woman on the side of the road hitchhiking. She had long, dark hair and piercing blue eyes that I felt like I saw from a mile away. Being that I know this route and I know that it can be a while between passing cars, I decide to stop and give her a ride. I pull over and ask her where she's headed, as she's practically already in the car at this point. She replies, just down the road a bit, with a smile. I put my foot on the gas, and off we went. But even just a few minutes into the ride, I already felt a little uneasy. She spoke in a soft, almost hypnotic voice, and she never seemed to blink. As I'm pondering this, she turns to me and says, You know, I've been waiting for you. The way she said what she said sent a chill down my back. I don't know what she meant by it, but I was kind of over this Good Samaritan act now. We reached an intersection and I said, Well, here's my turnoff. She looked at me once more and said, No, it's not, but thanks for the ride. As she calmly opened the door, exited the car, and peered at me with those eyes one final time. I'm not sure to this day why she gave me such a creepy, crawly feeling, but I remember a huge sense of relief when she got out of the car. Never got her name, or where she was headed, but I'm glad I didn't go any further with her. It all started with small things, a missed call, texts at weird times, but as time went on, the signs became more and more obvious. My wife was stepping out on me. I confronted her about it, and she denied everything, told me I was crazy, and that I was too far in my imagination. She made me doubt my own instincts, made me feel like I was out of my mind. But one day, I'm sitting at her kitchen table, and her phone buzzes on the counter, not even five feet away. I couldn't help myself, and instinctually stood up to see what the buzz was. It was a text from him. I confront her once more, this time with proof in hand, and she doesn't deny it this time. She just smiles and flippantly says, You should have trusted me. Now? It's too late. Everything went downhill from there. No semblance of what we once had. She'd taunt me rubbing her infidelity in my face. While I find the scenario more tragic than it is creepy, it was her nonchalance when she finally admitted to it all, how it was just so matter-of-fact. 
I can see now that she gaslit me the whole way. But the line that will forever stick with me is, Now, it's too late. <laughs>